live from the grand opening of the first Canadian location of Benny's Home Center. You got that right. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that welcomes all listeners. The most dangerous podcast around. If the show stops in the middle, it's because we've all gone to Bennett. We do have a lot to talk about on this week's show from the loss against New England, two games to preview this week, weekend that was in MLS, and much more. But first, to the panel. It's Fletch, wait, Fletching, Fletcher, it's Duncan Fletcher, a most professional podcaster from New York. Yes, very professional. Here he is again, it's Tony, Tony Walsh, the assassin. Sheetrock is in. And I, I am your number one host, you got that right, Kristen Knowles. And now, to the show. So first up on the show, of course, was uh, the exciting game in the rain on Sunday. Well, exciting for New England Revolution fans. Best game ever. Oh, exactly. Best performance of the year. Best of the year. Nothing to worry about. Narrative. Mm. We might want to worry about the narrative. Oh, no, I mean, we shouldn't worry about anything. Yeah, that was a statement game, of course. (laughs) One that highlighted exactly Mm. how far away this team is uh, from its vaunted goals of being a top team. Statements such as, I could be on my couch right now. (laughs) I could be warm and dry. I could not have watched that own goal. I could not have watched that Michael Bradley giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toronto was clearly just not ready to hang with the top teams, which we've been saying anyway. But this again, this game puts a, a nice line underneath that statement. And at least, yeah, sure, it's MLS. There's parity. You can be anyone on any given day, as I've heard and had told to me many, many times of late. But if you don't do it on a consistent basis, then you're still in the mushy middle of the pack, which is where... TFCR, you know, this is where they've been all season. This is their natural place. Yes, this is their habitat. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. The natural habitat of the Toronto Sea. Which is a step up, let's be fair. Absolutely. Sure. They're in they're in playoff. They're why above the red line. Why can't we be mediocre? We finally are. We're halfway up. Halfway <laughs> up. <laughs> to a what to okay. not a deluxe apartment in the sky. To a uh, modest bachelor condo, apartment, a, a modest bachelor apartment. Let's say the fourth. There is twenty floors in the building. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. This year, are they adding more? <laughs> yeah, they're always expanding this building. Um, but you know what? It, it's it's so weird because it's not a great performance. I still I don't know how he said that with a straight face. I don't mm. I don't get it. And I do find it interesting that pretty much everyone has called him out on that today. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly pretty much everyone. Yeah, I think there were definitely some people who seem to be fairly agreeing with him. Yeah. Or possibly classic manager deflection. Sure. Trying to take the attention off the players, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it a million times. Michael Bradley was no more upset or concerned or angry. I've seen him far angrier after worse losses. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, you know. We didn't quite get what we wanted done. Well, <laughs> There's all these games left in the season. If you would have been very uh, vocal about it, it might have drawn more attention to why the uh, third goal was scored. Well, you know, but in <laughs> a weird way, I'm mm. I'm disappointed that he didn't say, so, you know what, that one's on me. I screwed up. Oh, you could see it on his face. On the oh, sure you could. After. Yes. Oh, he knew it. But um, 
but yeah, there's that, that talk is silly, but mm-hmm. what's you know left of that is that there were lots of games in the season left and that they weren't worried about the home playoff game. That wasn't like the concern or the focus. But yeah, yeah, they're still not desperate about yes, it. Yes, that's what it was. Mm. That's what I was like, oh, I think you should be if, if you're hoping to get that. Yeah, it might be a little desperation is nice. But like we said this a lot of times, their goal this season is the playoffs. Doesn't sure. matter the how they get there. Those ticket prices. Doesn't matter where they play. I mean, they'd love to have the home match because they could, you know, milk that tea oh, yeah. twenty thousand times over. But you know, for for corporate branding, that'll make a lot more. Their goals financially are the off season going into next year, sure. not so much about what they can get from one match. And their goal and their PR is. We made the playoffs. We set a goal. We succeeded. <laughs> Sailing yes. sail an aircraft carrier. Because mission, a, a mission accomplished. A mission. Yeah. You know, as long as there's mm-hmm. mission. And hey, you know what? For some people, it's good enough. For, for the, there's a chunk of support too. I think that it's like we made the playoffs. We did it. We've broken it. Now next year we'll push on. Next year's that's another conversation for another day. But well, I, I don't know actually, in a way, I I am somewhat in that camp though. I I do. I never thought this was going to be. I never thought this was going to be the season that people have been telling me it is. That I didn't think they were going to. I still don't, and I will continue to argue. They're not going to challenge for top three. This wasn't going to be an incredibly going from worst to almost first kind of season for them. The 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 thing will be the off season, whether or not they can resist completely blowing this team up again. Yeah, they have to shear off like three or four guys. Like more. Um, I'll be nice to him in a minute. I'll be nice to him in like five whole minutes. Um, You're making this podcast a parody. <laughs> but, you know, there is an opportunity. I guess I, I said it at the beginning of the season. They're building into next year, in my opinion. At least that's what they should be doing. I don't, we probably have this conversation more in the off season, but... I'm not so sure of what they're building towards for next season, really. They mm-hmm. have not really developed new talent this year, mm-hmm. aside from what they Marky Delgado. Delgado looks okay. Simonin and his brief appearances, there's potential there. Donko Sorio is they coming along this make, season. Would need Colin Warner looked more useful than you'd expect. You need these players to make Chris Kanopka a reasonable jump. Yeah, at the expense of the other starting goal. <laughs> but, but that's how starting. Yeah. That's, that's how the land of starting goal is. And, and Kanaka isn't a, a wonderful improvement over Joe Bandic. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. most of it's around the midsection. I'm telling but you, you look trimmer. I think, he, I, think, I think he pointed the beard. It's like an optical illusion. It's like one of those mall paintings. I saw a schooner in his stomach. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about where they're going for next season when we have more of a clue of where the season ends. But uh, those players you mentioned would have to make a reasonable jump in skill level next year to say, well, we're, you know, they're building towards the future. Okay, Let, let's concentrate on what's in front of us. We'll burn that bridge over we'll do it. Moment of the match. Um, I think it's got to be the uh, the, the Pekis own going, really. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, he'd already. Messed up with nearly giving them a goal earlier, and then it's like, ah, all right, welcome back, Damien. Most authoritative um, yeah. goal oh, it ever. It was a beautiful goal, yeah. On his knees, too. Yeah, sliding. If there yeah. was a glass pane at the back of the goal where he could have pressed his hands against. 
Yeah, human fox in the box. Loyal, yeah. error prone, furious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it has to be that. It was kind of the dagger that, you know, TFC looked a little, a little potent going forward. They were, they were frantic a little bit mm. in the early in the match. And it sounds like we're shitting on them completely. They did a lot of things on another day that might have worked. Yeah. They lost because of stupid errors. Unfortunately, every stupid error they made was capitalized yeah. on by, a, by a very experienced side. Exactly. You know, I mean, the problem is this is not a new thing. You know, they mm-hmm. they played well and they've won matches when they haven't made these errors, or the other team has or matched the team them error for error, or not, or hasn't had the capability like to take New York or Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> um, a better team is gonna take these. The opportunities you give them, and they only have one or two chances. Was yeah. that um, your moment match as well? Yeah, I think so because it really it took took the crowd out early. It deflated the the spirit really. I think the heads hung down a little bit. So it's a hard thing to come back from right away when you're trying to come out hard and fast, and your supposedly steady center back really sticks you to sticks it to you. Well, mm-hmm. I actually went with the circle. Yeah, I mean. And, and, and for the same, same reason, reasons, in yeah. just in a different part of the game, but sure. they had actually scored a goal. Robbie Finley got that lovely goal, mm-hmm. and there were moments, again, where it looked like similar to in the first half where they were, okay, maybe they have figured this out. But, again, such a stupid defensive mistake. And then something that we've kind of talked about is Michael Bradley getting in the way, in the way yeah. involved and... <laughs> Not to mm-hmm. a benefit on the defensive side. There's often yeah, and I mean lazy passing. We also talked about when Sheru had kind of cemented his spot as in the back, back of the diamond, yeah. and Michael Bradley started trusting in his capabilities. There was less of that, so perhaps the absence of that experience has led to Michael Bradley to regress to being the sure. man who runs from the back. Well, I mean, who, who was supposed to be the defensive midfielder in that one? I mean, we were playing like three at the back, two. We were playing like, forwards going. We were playing total to, you know, it was I'm not sure what that was. Bradley and Osorio were the only midfielders. Which one of them was supposed to be the defender? Well, the, the, the wingbacks were, were switching sides. There was all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, Greg, like, Greg, Greg, Greg Croix was tomorrow. all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Right, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, go back to the, the Paquis mistake. I mean, that basically set up the games. I think New England was very much, they were just going to come here to get as many people as possible to behind the ball, try and make it difficult for us, or just you know, foul whenever they could to slow the game down and then get what they wanted on the break. And that, you know, going 1 0 up within four minutes just enabled them to do that. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. That set it up exactly for. I think the game as a whole went pretty much exactly how New England would have planned for. So for all the, oh yeah, we had a great game. No, no, I think you did exactly what New England thought you would, and they handled it exactly how they thought they would. So you can't really call that a great game. To your point, I think the, what's valid about you, you choosing the third goal is it was almost a feeling TFC could get back into that match. It was. Jovinko, was, sure. Jovinko especially was doing everything except putting the ball in, that, in goal. He was, yeah, a lot of them were buzzing around and there was a lot of opportunities. Uh, but yeah, once. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that did. took them right. That was, they that were done. There was no coming back from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, man of the match. Robbie Finley. Yes. Uh, that's Robbie calling right now. <laughs> Thank I you. accept this award. <laughs> oh, it's about time you people came around. I mean, he hit the bar. He did a lot of good things. He scored a goal. 
Um, you know, it, it was it was like the the special kid in school got an A that he actually deserved. Yeah. It was like, ah, good for you, Robbie. Good for you. WR, look at the honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Justin Morrow. I thought he had a very good game running up and down the wrong side of the pitch, but his crosses were really good. His his crossing, I think, gave TFC about the only opportunity to get back into the match. A couple of good defensive stops when he had the opportunity, but more going forward than what was going on in the back. Although, I'd say the frailties of the back were definitely going to be the center. Oh, I think so. He had some decent defenses. Yeah. I'm very excited to see where he'll play next. Oh, week. it could yes, be. Yes, I know. Sorry, Wednesday, I guess. Wednesday on the right, Saturday back on the left. He could be off Broadway. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, one man version of. I don't know. What's, what's not done yet on Broadway? Weekend at Bernie's, the musical. <laughs> sure? Okay. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. That's <laughs> very possible. I actually feel like that was done. Oh, okay. Maybe not Mannequin, on Broadway. The there musical. we go. No, Short circuit, short circuit, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with Robbie Finley as well, actually, considering. Yeah, I said I was going to say nice Finley, things about Robbie Finley. I know, this is, this is two weeks in a row. Yeah. No, I was actually impressed with his play outside. Well, I was nice to know the Altidore last week. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying two weeks in a row. No, no, nice two weeks in a row, I was nice about people that I generally do not like. Sure. She's running out of strikers. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, DK. Should have stuck around. <laughs> that was always nice to him. Uh, no, oh, that's true. Man of the match. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, really, just actually a very good game from him. The only game I looked at him and thought, this I understand. And all season long, I have never, outside of that first goal, maybe I was like, oh, okay, he can score a goal in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was not overly impressed with his play. Yesterday, I actually thought, all right, he can do some nice things, so. Like Bernard Forrest. Yes. Yes, that's right. I keep forgetting that. He was in the, the same locker room Rarified as Brian air. Clough. <laughs> I don't think that's quite. I didn't say at the same time. Oh, okay. The aura hangs. Mm, yeah. They were in the same room. <laughs> he was at the 2010 World Cup. Uh huh. That's mm. true. He was international. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. The same pitches as Ronaldinho. Yes. Go to the match. Now, there's been a request through Twitter uh, almost demanding a consensus klaxon on this, but I don't know that we uh, hold true on this. Gentlemen, who do you have? Has to be the French polish for me. Agreed. All right. Cookies had more consensus of uh, like really, really noticeable bad moments than Bradley, bad, yes. um, who was the other candidate. Indeed. Think, fair enough. Yeah. Um, there were really only two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Pekis. Yep. Welcome back. Go away. Please. Yeah. Oh, Vanny Tactics. Mm-hmm. It was obviously, you know, his go-for-it lineup. Let's throw everyone out there who's not maybe, injured. Maybe, is, maybe his name is Greg Van Nee. Maybe he is Dutch. Greg, <laughs> Greg Van Nee. Yeah. Nice. I like that. That's and he, like, anglicized it, you know, so he could play for it's the... Van Noy. The yeah. NEY is Nui, probably. Yeah, yeah. you know, like a couple of generations back when they sort of immigrated in, they yeah. sort of dumb US immigration guys. Exactly, Vanny. Yeah, it's Vanny. Like, you're Vanny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is yeah. how you actually sell like it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. When when uh, 
Johann von Neu arrived at Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, so yeah, it was, you know, as close as he could come, barring suspension and injured players. First time we've had a back line with all four players in international position. That lasted a few minutes. It was okay to start the game, at least they lined up that way. Uh, I don't know, I, I feel like it was... It was more kind of like so what we saw against Seattle. It was kind of three and then two alternating fullbacks making up the four. Which is, I think Delgado was more a fullback. Williams was essentially well, I know, like a but back. when I saw the lineup, I wasn't expecting that. I wouldn't mm. look at Mark Delgado and say, "Oh, you're going to play at the back today," considering normally he's up top sending the ball into Seba. So, mm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, the uh, the lineup was the the formation was a little unexpected once they actually took the field for me. But yeah, fullbacks way up the pitch again, and uh, yeah, three forwards. Then Bradley and Osorio have already got a midfield, and really, I mean, it, it's like this is his plan. It's like, oh, well, we're not good enough in defence, so let's just try as hard as we can in attack and is try to win four three. Is this the plan? Is that seriously the plan? Because I think that's always seriously the plan. Well, quite possibly, yeah. Which makes no sense. I mean, you've got talent up front, so. It's like you're doing the you're you're doing them a disservice by not letting them do what they're good at. Let's just crowd you know crowd a bunch of other people sure. around you to try and, and do uh, what you do. Yeah, and at the same time, have the tactics and the formation help the defense, and then you know see what your attackers can do because you've got good attackers, you've got shit defenders. Don't have the formation be helping the forwards and then leaving the defense on the run to try and figure it out because guess what they're not good enough they're not going to do it every time and how many games do we see like breakaways into massive amounts of space you're just asking way too much of the defenders and they're not good enough to be able to do it on their own well and the concern was, certainly isn't oh, good enough to bring chaos to the chaos Javinko would be able to do things without much backup right after last weekend, after the game in Seattle, when it was clear yeah. leaving that space, and, and Seattle right now are mm. not a very good team, New England's a better team than Seattle. Yes, but yeah, but and they have the exact same kind of things like exactly. Obafemi Martins, oh yeah, he can come on the break. Oh, you didn't give Lee Wynn a massive amount of space between, <laughs> you've got the defense <laughs> right. here, and the midfield, who knows exactly where it is. Hey, Lee Wynn, go ahead. And this, I think it's a, this was a, always going to happen. A little bit of a common theme that we've talked about a few times this year. And last mm. week I said Barcelona. Yes. Barcelona wishes on Barnsley. Yeah. You know, players. Mm-hmm. Since he's Dutch now. I don't know. Ajax <laughs> dreams with Ajax with, with Ontario. Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he, he has lofty thoughts. He does. Being a student of the game. Yeah, which is nice and all. Sure. Uh, great. Yeah. It's entertaining. There's been more fun games than usual. Yeah. You know, if things eventually work out, we could, yeah, we could be really good. This might quite work, but yeah, it's not going to work. Well, out, I, uh, and I said the same after Seattle. I really enjoy watching an attempt. I don't, it's not formation so much. It's more the style they play. Sure. But I mean, a little bit on the way they set up, but I, I would have liked to watch that with a, a better MLS side, especially, at, at least a defensive. Exactly, yeah. If there's more, de- if, he, if he can find a way to get better defensive cover, or if, if he can wrap no, his it's, head it's around... it's personnel. It's personnel, it's Not entirely. At center-back position? Oh, center-back position, yes, yes. 
yeah, if, if he wants to play this formation, it's personnel. Yeah. I feel like if we were playing a more defensive, more steady formation, kind of like what we did see for a while there in like May-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, ah, Pickies wasn't really making that many mistakes. The defense looked okay. And, you know, all of a sudden, there was like injuries, go cup absences, and it kind of went wrong a bit. And then to fix it, he's like, all right, well, Fagundes, get all out attack. Forward, yeah. And so then it's just been chaos ever since, mm-hmm. unless we're playing really shitty teams. But, you know, but even then. Well, yes. I mean, the, the shitty teams, you know, we can, we try and overwhelm them, and you know, sometimes we can, but a good team is going to be able to roll, roll with the punches and yeah, punch and back. Around you, and yeah. yeah, and that's what we see every time we come up against a good team. Alright, well, speaking of center backs, welcome back. Mm. And as Duncan said, please leave. Yes. So outside of the prettiest own goal ever, and yes, I get that he's just back from injury, but I really, Sorry, I don't really care. Um, he's not been very good for quite some time. It's nowhere near even remotely a good game from him. And is he like he's just I for me he's really becoming just a liability. And I don't. You know, we and the center back position is is terrible for this team nonstop. They don't have anyone who leads that line. It's certainly not him and yeah. his poor play and his hot headedness, but. He's he's been set up to fail. If yeah. if we had a team that really focused on defense, he could probably be a decent part of that. And, and the helpers look yeah. quite good going forward and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be great. But if we're expecting him to be the guy who kind of organizes things yeah, and is you know, the guy who can like cover for other people's mistakes and this and that and to allow us to be able to play the more attacking lineup, no, he's completely the wrong guy for that. Yeah, and I think that was the naive thinking bringing him in that here is Caldwell's replacement. Finally we can make Stephen Caldwell the corporate development guy he was meant to be. <laughs> nice. um, but uh yeah he simply as Duncan said he simply isn't that guy. He's no. the, he's the guy who helps that guy. He's your, he's, your, you had, he's you... more your ball playing defender who sure. you know you're you have your rock there to take care of the Serious business. He's your guy to break up a tackle, although a bit fury, furiously, and then maybe move the ball out of the, the box and yeah. a nice pass. In the I, I do feel they, they do, they try to do too much of the just moving the ball out of the box True. nicely and everything. Is, there are times when, you know, just hoof it. But these players, just a player like him, but a, Come on. but a player like him probably has always played in a setup, you know, in Europe where sure. he played where he was playing that saw because he did have a good modern life partner yes. and you know you could count on you did have the coverage. Mm-hmm. Those mistakes don't get punished as much as they do here because there isn't the depth in ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rich and bunny goodness. Do you remember when you lost your passion for this work? Uh oh. Two independent thought alarms in one day. The students are overstimulated. Willie, remove all the colored chalk from the classrooms. And I warned you! Didn't I warn you? That colored chalk was forged by Lucifer himself! Alright, so just one last thing for this game. Um, sort of an unfortunate postscript uh, from the game. Is that during the halftime, up in 111, top 111, which is a supporter section, a uh, banner was held up by a group uh, that said, Refugees Welcome. Similar to a banner we saw at the Canada game uh, a week and a half ago. And similar to almost every stadium in Europe for the last two, two three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Sure. 
particularly uh, Germany. Exactly. Ultimately, however, the people holding up the banner, and by the way, it was not blocking any view. They were at the back of their section. There was no one behind them. They apparently talked to those around them and said, are you okay if we hold this banner up? They even like sought permission from other people in their area. They were told by Bimo Field Security that they had to take it down. And the first reason they were given was that they weren't in the supporter section. And they're like, but yes, we're yeah. in 111, <laughs> where it says, and here's the sign that says, you're allowed to do this. And then someone else, uh, today in one of the stories or on Twitter, put out the, well, you know, no political banners are allowed up at Bimo. This was, this was the official word that came out of Yeah. MLC. So this is, Hardly a political statement, this or is, is this? this, this is it is the most benign po- political statement. Mm-hmm. This is not a political you statement can make. at all. This is a human statement. Exactly, this has nothing to do with politics we, whatsoever. If 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 it's a political statement, you're on the wrong side of politics. Yeah. Yes. If your yes. politics say that that sign's wrong, exactly, you're voting. that is somehow offensive. Yeah. Um, and so it is, and it's a very frustrating thing because we. We look to you look to sport. You look to things like this as a as a unifier, as a as a hold the a community together. But also, I don't know. I was heartened when I saw that. I was happy when I saw the Canada game. I I think these things are really important, and it worries me that MLSE is getting involved. And I saw some other people from other teams who who saw the story and they're like, oh, well, I hope our stadium doesn't have the same. Role because I, I, I feel did, like other MLS teams have been other MLS supporter groups have been planning this. I've seen well MLS did kind of hint that it was a league policy too. Oh, I missed that. Okay, but again, political statements. Right. This is mm-hmm. not a political statement. Okay. You can protest the owners or that sort of thing. You can do this. You can do this, but we're going to make political statements. Yes. And, right. Mm-hmm. And and to me, mostly what, what this validates for me in a, in a poor way is how this franchise will never be any kind of true football club. And that's nothing against the supporters. And a lot of people who do a lot of right things to try to make this like other football clubs. And when the not. owners are so out of touch, this has been heralded around the world. These signs, this is a very minor gesture, but it's a gesture all the same. Even from some clubs that are renownedly more right-wing in their politics. Yeah. This is being held up as football fans and football in general showing showing the way, being, you know... Doing, doing good. From an unexpected I... source to doing good. Making a nice statement. Exactly. And they are so out of touch with their, what, the sport. And they always have been. But just... Well, they're, know, so, they, what, they're so concerned about offending somebody. I, mm. Yeah, it is. It's, you know what? They're afraid of offending their corporate sponsors. Yes. This might not jive with whatever sponsors on the board in front of you. And that's all they care about. It's all about them. But to be so out of touch with what is considered such a nice thing everywhere else in the world of football. It just shows that they are so insular. They they don't look anywhere else outside of what comes across the marketing desk for the next match. It's all that matters. They're just they're, they have blinders on to the rest of the world at all times. Not that's not everyone there. No, there are people who know the sport. And Absolutely. The sport. But the the decision makers at the highest level. And what will happen most likely is they will realize that they made a boneheaded mistake and quietly they will. Some say. kind of official refugees welcome banner. Yeah, it'll get, sure yeah, it'll get passed around yes. or something. The entropy.com refugees welcome banner. <laughs> yeah, there'll be t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and then, so that then that sort of sort of dovetails into something else that's going on later on this week is that so if this is political, mm-hmm. which it's not, how is what's happening at Saturday's match 
not political. Mm -hmm. With the troops, support the troops night. Welcome the troops night. If you uh, know any of us, and certainly if you follow me, uh, you know I have some very specific views about this and that I won't go to these games because I feel this is a political statement that shouldn't has no part in sport. So, um, you know, I again won't be there. I posted a piece last year on our old site on Waking the Reds uh, that Duncan and I used to write, and you can read it again on our site if you want later on this week for why I won't be there. But it's, uh, to me, if you say one thing is okay and the other is not, like, yeah, there's no, there's no room. Is there really, there's no room in politics and sport? Well, then, what is this? Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, you could easily say that neither are political statements. Sure. If you want to go down that. It's, yeah. it's, a, that's a, it's very much a personal decision, but you can't say one is and one isn't. Mm -hmm. Because both are completely, you know, decision. the decision-making in both sectors is completely political decisions. Whether refugees are allowed in your country or whether your armed forces are put into service are both political decisions. Mm -hmm. So you can't say one is political and one is not. But yeah. one, you know, and, and the deflection to that will be this is not about the political movement. This is about the actual people who work the in the armed the forces. Troops. We don't thank yes. anybody else, though. We've said this a million times. You want to thank the troops? Do something nice financially for exactly. injured or veterans. veterans. There's a million. There's a million nice things quietly you can do exactly. as, as a big corporate organization. So much that could be done. But anyway, that and again, as we've said all the yeah. time, but this is a very personal decision. Everybody can make their own mind, but don't try to say that one is political and one is not. Exactly. in which pretty much none of the results went TFC's way. And here to tell us all about it is Duncan Fletcher with this week's MLS Wins and Losses. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. Delicious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, bums are getting squeaky and they're getting close to the end now. Uh, we're actually going to start off uh, in the West, despite what you were just saying about, oh, hey, his yes. results not going for TFC. But uh, um, so yeah, starting with the big losers of the week, uh, happily spotting Kansas City. Uh, Sparks got a nil-nil tie in Portland, uh, only due to Tim Melia pulling off a bunch of saves. But then he had to miss the next game due to injury, and they lost 3-1 to Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> that was their first win in seven games, that second in 12. Oh, um, anyway, after looking like a good bet for the supported shield, the Sparks now uh, have just one point from the last five games. Now very much part of a 14 dogfight for the last three playoff spots uh, in the West. Uh, adding to their woes was Don Dwyer having an emotional reunion with his old USL team in Orlando, oh. getting himself sent off. Peter Vermees thinks he knows the problem. You can't give up soft goals. Can't give up soft goals. You cannot give up soft goals because you can't keep chasing games. And we're giving up soft goals. That's probably the simplest thing. You can't give up soft goals. He also knows who's to blame. It's everyone! The first goal is a set piece. Everybody's back. You've got to mark your man. And what are you doing? Wow. 
Peter Vermees. Powerful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love to, having I him on. Broadway work that we yeah, hear but this is about. more like the London stage. West yeah. yeah. Juilliard's uh, sort of accent work yeah. is well, really, that's, that's, really that's, that's really impressive. Olivier couldn't take his ball sack. <laughs> Quite. Um, anyway, also in that uh, aforementioned dogfight are Poland, who didn't play on the weekend after that 0-0 midweek result. Then San Jose and Seattle, who met in what was probably the most important game of the weekend. Earthquakes took the lead through uh, Fatah Elashe, or Obafemi Martins, equalized late on, leaving the Sounders in fourth with 42 from 29, ahead of the Sporks in Portland with 41 points from 27 and 28 games respectively, and San Jose on 39 from 28. Uh, it's now very much separation from those four and the top three. Uh, Vancouver, uh, top after a midweek win over Colorado, whereas LA played against Montreal on the weekend. Keane, Gerard, Dos Santos, Drogba, Piatti, the Galaxy at home, Montreal without Lawrence Simon. Surely a goal fest awaited. Uh, it ended nil-nil. A uh, very credible defensive performance from the impact. Bruce Arena was unimpressed. Bad passing. Inability to beat players one-on-one. Bad crossing. Not aggressive at the goal. Not a good performance in the attacking end of the field. But happily, he remains upbeat about the season as a whole. We're 29 games into the season, and we are probably the second or third most points in the league. I don't think the roof is caving in on us. We'll be okay. So such a so such an upbeat guy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I always feel like so much better about the world when I listen to Bruce's interviews. Yeah. Um, that result dropped the Galaxy down to third, leaving them behind. Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas, who easily handled uh, NYCFC. Tesha Rockendale scored uh, a hell of a goal, really, hammering in from a, a narrow angle into the far top corner, uh, eclipsing Michelle's Olympico direct from the corner. Uh, probably one of the ugliest one of those you'll ever see. Uh, Josh Saunders will not want to see replays of that at all. It was terrible. Uh, Lampard and Pirlo both subbed off in the 66th minute, which uh, allowed City to make a bit of a comeback, actually. Patrick Mullins scoring in the 70th, but it ended 2-1. Dallas's latest hot spell continuing with their third straight win. Uh, bottom of the West, once again, Colorado, who came close to beating DC, but gave up a late equalizer, so got just the one point from two games this week. Uh, Real Salt Lake leapfrogged them with a 3-1 win over Houston, who uh, they're now tied with on 35 points. That game's only worth mentioning as it saw the first goal for their new summer signing, Juan Manuel Martinez. That's only worth mentioning because his nickname is Burrito. What? Is he Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, Owen Coyle, uh, though, Houston manager, he refuses to let himself off the hook. There's no getting away from it. I thought we looked fragile tonight. Without ourselves doing, and there's no getting away from that. I felt offensively we created enough opportunities, but when all's said and done, we cannot defend in the manner we did. And that's what happened tonight. It's hard to take. That wasn't Scottish. That was crap. Uh, moving yeah, over to the words, East. Yeah. Like the Irvine Welsh novel in here. <laughs> Indeed. Isn't it just... <laughs> um, uh, it, it's like a, a Scottish accent competition. Wee. Uh, moving over to the East now, and uh, things are very tight among the top four. As DC were the only team to drop points, uh, all of a sudden after grinding out results without really playing well all season, they've stopped doing that. Uh, this was just their first point in the last four games. 
that you know, against sorry, one one against Colorado, where Fabian Espindola is back, so that should help him get going again. Uh, top place now instead belongs to the Red Bulls, who came back from two 0 down against the Fire to win three two. They've got forty five points from twenty six. DC now below them with forty five from twenty nine. Uh, only just ahead of Columbus, who now have 44 from 29 after beating Philly 2-1, next to uh, two goals from Kai Kamara, now at 20 for the season, uh, who delighted in shushing, shushing the Philly fans after each goal. Uh, I'm guessing they've probably been giving him stick about his new hair. Would just be my, my yeah, I guess. I think that might be a, a good guess. Who yeah. knows? Uh, new England, uh, after somehow overcoming the greatest performance the world has ever seen. Uh, they're in fourth, 43 points. Then there's TFC all the way back, then Montreal all the way behind them in sixth, after their point in LA. Uh, Orlando's win, talked about earlier, means they're tied on points. Montreal on 32, though having played four more games. Uh, Breck Shea made his return for them after missing almost all of their recent terrible run. Adrian Heath is certainly happy to have him back. Hello. Hello, Adrian. Adrian, welcome back. Hello. It's just good to have you back. He can win things in the air. He can run behind people. He can create things. He's more responsible in his defensive duties. You saw the reception he got from the crowd. We will be better to we be a better team having him fit and well. Ah, uh, it's it's nice to hear Adrian I feeling know. a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, really, he's, he's had a rough couple of months. I've got pronouns. Oh, are you going to now? Sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Adrian. We'll leave you be now. Yes. Behind them, Philly, New York City, and Chicago all lost, as discussed before. They just slide further into irrelevance. So who really cares about them? Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Meat. Meat's always good. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, Kristen. Before we look ahead to the two upcoming games, just a really quick look back at last week's Canada game in Belize. Mm. It was the away leg of their World Cup qualifier, and due to some issues between uh, the Belizean government or TV monopoly and the CSA, something fell apart very last minute, is what we've been told, with the last half hour, hour before this game was supposed to go to air. And so... It wasn't on television. Uh, this was very upsetting because yeah. we... Worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. Mm. However, this resulted in the most amazing thing ever. Mm. Possibly the most amazing thing that happened to Canadian soccer since Oats Bakery. You got that right. What we got instead was the internet feed from Channel 5 Belize and a magical combination of mm. two men, Mad Bull and Maestro. And literally what followed was the most glorious thing you could ever clap ears to um, by watching, listening to these guys. It was just hilarious. And it completely overshadowed, took away, helped. Helped. Helped sort of. Helped. <laughs> yes. Helped distract. Helped distract from, uh, from the really poor uh, game played by Canada, who managed to limp out with uh, a point. But, good lord, if you were not watching the game and have missed this wonderfulness, there are clips of it all over the internet. You, you absolutely must find any part of this that you can because I have never, I've never enjoyed such homerism in my life. <laughs> like every ball that even sort of glanced near the net was, mm. oh, that was like the most dangerous strike. And then Dion McCauley, who if, is, if Barcelona isn't after Dion McCauley right now. Yeah. He is the deadly assassin <laughs> striker. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. The most deadliest of all. Yeah. Will Johnson, Will Johnson. Will Johnson is Canadian Jesus, apparently. Although a bit of a flopper. bit of a flopper. After two years. Most mm-hmm. professional player yeah. from Canada. The yeah. captain. Um, it was, seriously, it, I, we couldn't, we can't even do it justice. I, we, yeah. we would love to try. And then the commercials. Benny's. <laughs> yes. You got that right. Yes. Benny's Tiles. That commercial that featured Eric Hasley over and over again. <laughs> right, the, the world. Which was lovely because Eric Hasley has more of a presence on Belize TV than he ever had at TFC. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. Back in San Antonio, apparently, by the way. Sure. With the rest of the ex-TFC players. Cool. San Antonio Scorpions is pretty much all ex-TFC yeah. players. Pretty now. much at this point, yeah. Anyway, do look this, seek this out. It is all over uh, YouTube and on the internet. It's a, It's just the best place ever. It's, we, we want to bring them here. If anyone would like to join with like us? To go there. Well, there's that too. But <laughs> wouldn't you love to have them call every single game? TFC P- PR, seriously. And, and do I, I mean this genuinely. Bring them up. And let them do a match and just have it as a, as a SAP recording where you can watch it online. Yeah, it's like, it's like Punjabi. Sure. Exactly, hockey. Ho- ho- yes, the Punjabi, yeah. whatever. I, yes. Yeah, do a single TFC thing. Live Belize. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yes. Do this for us. <laughs> Thank you, Mad Dog and Maestro. We love mm. you. You indeed get that right. Come on, everybody. Let's go to Benny's. Benny's, Benny's your number one store. You got that right. For your money, we give you more. You got that right. So no need to shop at any other place. Our style will serve you with a smiling face. Looking for the best shopping place of the summer. Pitch in the house that apparently the Blue Jays now own, like dearth of something baseball y. Uh, the team is reverting, reverted back to its expansion side, poor performances, and uh, have dropped three in a row. It's always been fun to watch them in the media as David Villa and anyone else associated with the team is basically like, this sucks. This is not fun. <laughs> I don't like this. And that includes the coach. Mm. Jason Christ has been. Seemingly more vocal of late about his players' performance. Well, he was happy with them this week, though. The, the effort was there the this week. Was there. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So this is more of a lemon. This is crisis time, struggling through the desert. <laughs> yes. He's carrying farts. See if he people. gets tempted by, uh, <laughs> by another club. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting with New York. Like, Lampard's been a bust. Yes. But yeah, Pirlo's mm-hmm. been, you know, shown flashes, but hardly the. Oh my God! Here mm-hmm. like build up that came yeah. with that, and everything was going good for them until they had to bring these two guys in. Exactly, and I just love that. Me too. It's very it's uh, delightful. Yes. So questions. Only a couple questions around this game because there are two games this week. Um, certainly, whether or not Vanny is going to try and juggle the lineup or just be stubborn Vanny and stick to whatever it is he's decided. Although it changes whenever we blink, so who knows. What do you think? It's a tiny pitch. 
Just a tiny patch. Um, I don't know. I mean, you'd like to think that he might sort of rest. I mean, the, the Javinko has probably just come back off an injury. Just exactly how fit is he? You know, yeah, you maybe don't push him 90 minutes three times in seven days. Like. New York City has proven to like to shove him around. So this yeah, would be a good game to sit him, actually. It would be, but, but it won't based happen. on but his exploits happen. the last time against New York City, yeah. they'll want to try to catch lightning in a bottle twice. And I think because of that match and because of the feeling of what it could do for the direction of the team, the spirit of the team to get a big win. Mm-hmm. They love to get these big wins against teams like them and Orlando. It's the yes. the games that come along and save the season. And Javinko so gets a hat trick and MVP, MVP. Yeah. You know, when was the last time better. when was the last time he did anything <gasps> as far as like scoring goals <laughs> or assists against a good team? What's he done lately? I mean he's very he's been very good against Orlando and New York City and you know, he's he's the personification of TFC really. Against the crap teams, oh hell yeah, this guy can score all the goodness. Day. Against the good teams, mm, not so much. Perhaps, perhaps it's the Ooh. good teams knowing how to take him out of a game and the other players around and not offering any kind of foil to sure. either protect yeah, him or is. give an outlet. It's There's, a team it, thing. Very yes. rarely, that I wouldn't say this is his yeah. fault. It's just kind of, yeah, it kind of crystallizes okay. in his production. Really, I think. Yeah, yeah that's fair. It's, Poor teams. I, I would, I would, yeah. He can, he can get bullied out of a match by a good team who knows how to handle him. Um, but yeah, equal blame for me goes on his partners in attack who, when that happens, rarely uh, step up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is not just all about Jim Cordell, but uh, yeah, I think you know he's. They're probably thinking, oh yeah, he can go out there and score two or three against New York, and then uh, yeah, it's going to be good times all round and. You were talking, right, they can't beat the good teams, but they can beat the, the crap teams, so you know, those points all count. So, yeah, you got four games in a row now, New York, Colorado, Philly, Chicago. You can fill your boots, and, you know, so I, I think they probably will go for it full uh, All right, so if Seba does play, will Christ revert to use the same tactics that they did here in Toronto or just to sort of, you know, the rough and tumble? To try and neutralize Seba, or will they just rely on the fact that they can clog up that pitch and just block nah, things didn't work, didn't work last time. I know. It probably, so back to he's the, a tiny man. A tiny pitch is perfect. <laughs> um, a that's a regular size pitch for a for you know. And there's only so much New York can do because it seems like Price has no option but to play PLO and Lampard, and mm-hmm. when you've got those two in midfield, your midfield is easily overrun, and you know the only hope they have is similar to TFC, I think. All right, let's go out there and try to score goals ourselves because we're sure as shit not going to stop goals. So it could be a very entertaining oh, game. Maybe, but you know what? Oh. Now, Pirlo, former teammate of Seba, will be there. Mm. I've seen him naked in the dressing room. <laughs> he could say a lot of things. He's in his head. Mm. That's a good point. It's going to be a different well, bag, of, bag of cannolis this that, time. That leads to the next question. The fact that Pirlo and Seba will likely be playing in the same game. So how many times we need we need an over under I think on this will the announcers recklessly talk about them every time they come together on the pitch? I'm not sure, but I, I do think that the John Molinaro might have been in, in Twitter jail for this one. He's not going to be able to stop himself. <laughs> no one go anywhere near John Molinaro. It'll be a little scary, I think, actually. Somewhere under Cinque Terre. Ooh, look at you. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Chef Boyardi. <laughs> <laughs> Is Twento like a uh, a brand of car or something? Fiat. He's a Fiat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> or at the very least, like in the lead up to the games, I just figure I figured all the all the marketing is going to be. Oh yeah, for all sure. All of this, yeah. all you there, so that'll be interesting. They should win this. Game. Yes. They. Should. Probably. I mean, you know, it's an away game, so you know, yeah. you know, they they should get at least a draw. Maybe they'll get a win, but yes, yeah. they should get a point at least. Mm-hmm. And New York is the tire fire of the league right now, so yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Not anymore. <laughs> Yay! For now, Aww. we are a campfire at best. Right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. One of the ones where you throw a pumpkin on it turns into dollars. Hey, everybody! It's bitchy blanks. You call that right? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game, and we hope yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was Toronto FC should have spent Labor Day doing blank. Before we get to this week's winner, gentlemen, what do you have for this? TFC should have spent Labor Day doing... I don't know, to be honest. I should have spent Labor Day uh, coming up with an answer for Bitchy Blanks, because I'm really kind of struggling here. I need to put more work into this. There well, you go. you're honest, at least. Yes. What did you have, Tony? Well, Duncan, funny you should ask. Mm. Putting an end to their nine-year strike against striking? Nah. Yeah. Going into labor. Yeah. Mm. Frosty, Labor Day doing defensive drills. What is wrong with you two? Mm. <laughs> 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 However, mm. the winner for this week is Cancer Beaties at Mike number five on the Twitters, and he said, "Frosty, should have spent Labor Day doing the locomotion." Yes. Mm. Come Suck on, it, Mike number four. Industrial revolution. <laughs> Send children into the gears to clean yes, things up. Exactly. Right, right. I'll teach them. They won't be yes. hanging around the shopping malls yes. then. Right, exactly. They'll be asking about cool yeah. or anything. But what do you think happened to Mike one to four? <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Trouble now. at the mill. Yes. <laughs> Alright, this week's bitchy blank is rather than refugees welcome, MLSE will allow banners saying blank welcome. Mm-hmm. We try. Not at all. Just imagine how topical this will be on Monday when we ask you this again and exactly. everyone's forgot about the refugee sling. Uh, <clears throat> As always, do send us your answers to us on the Twitters. Uh, you can send it to any of our individual Twitter accounts or to us at Vocal Minority CA using the hashtag BitchyBlank. Uh, As always, play as often as you like, but get us those answers by 5 p.m. on Monday. Thanks. All right, we do have one more game uh, to preview because TFC has two games this week. Wee! Yay for Bogo. late season schedule balancing. Six points in a week. Six points in a week. Here it comes. It's a classic no six-pointer week. Absolutely. Mm. 
Not like those six-pointer games. No. No, who needs those? So on the weekend, we will be playing the Colorado Rapids. <gasps> yeah. Mm. Now, while <laughs> languishing at the bottom of a very strong Western Conference, they are actually only a few points behind TFC. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we make a lot of fun of Colorado. Yeah, and, but... Uh, yeah, they're right there. They're really right there. I'm surprised. After playing what is probably a much harder schedule. Yes, so, and against much harder teams. I yes. get fun of them because they bore the fuck. There. Are you not entertained by their many mascots? Uh, no, not not when they fire rapids, man. No. I know that's true. Travesty. And they have been and you um, shaved the mustache. And you, what's all they had going for them? That's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Seriously, about that. all the magic went out of it then. They've been a really streaky team this season, though. And of late, they either win in bunches or lose in bunches. There seems to be very little middle ground until recently. They won three in a row, and then they dropped one and drew, or the other way around. They um, lost to Vancouver, yes. drew with DC. But they are, you know, coming into town as sort of a team we're looking at as someone to beat. But again, as I said, they're probably more mushy middle, lower Eastern table, Eastern Conference than they are bottom of the Western Conference. Oh, they'd be like right there in the battle for fifth and sixth exactly. in the East. For sure. Terrifying. Mm. So they also have Sam Cronin, which we will never forget. And Nick LaBrocca. Like, I forgive him. I forgive him. He fixed this podcast taxes. Exactly. Many times. <laughs> but he rarely plays anymore. He's played a little bit of late, but it's sort of, you know, he comes on for a minute at the end of the game. Doesn't do very much. However, we have the required X-Red rule in effect, which means... There's a lot of audits to do. Sam Cohen is probably going to score a bunch of goals. Yes. I guess the one thing that's interesting or good for us about Colorado is that they don't score goals. The they are the lowest scoring team in the league. Their vaunted DP, Mr. Kevin Doyle, has like what? Mm. Four goals? Something like that. Now, he scored a couple recently ish, like two or three games ago, so I guess he's Yeah, a little... all those four goals are probably coming like the last ten games or something. Yeah, like so like... maybe he's rounding mm-hmm. into form. Uh, but it should be a good thing for TFC to play a team yeah, that. train up in those Irish mountains. <laughs> will not at all trouble, you know, our poorest defense. <laughs> That's sort of the way I look at this. They're, you know, but we probably won't score on them because they don't let that in, in that many goals. They either. don't. They're the second best defensive record in the league. Yeah, so. Oh gosh. Exactly. So this you know one, what that shows? Defense doesn't matter. Goal scoring matters. Goals, mm. goals, more goals. So being of goals. Who cares about defense, right? Not uh, Greg Van Nooy. No. No, no. Not in his system. How many goals will Sam Cronin score? It just takes one. <laughs> by the sounds of it. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I think we might get a couple in there. Yeah. Maybe we have one and one and a half. There'll be one and then one, which should be counted as an own goal. But, but they'll give it to him, yeah. which is uh, it's kind of bullshit. He's definitely it's getting goal, one, but for sure. And sure. It'll, it'll be the game winner if it's only one. Mm. That's the way I look at it. It is a shame that Mastroeni took off his mustache. What would the go train station be so close by? Mm. An opportunity to tie a damsel to the tracks. <laughs> yes. Everyone's all distracted by the game and everything. I think this game will be I think this game will be more difficult than people have been looking at it as because mm. Yeah, they're one of those grinding teams. Well and that's it. And yeah. doesn't do well against yeah. the grinding teams. Yeah. They get yeah, they get frustrated. Yeah, it could well be like you know, when we played against 
New York City and then DC in like mm-hmm. June or whatever it was, and kind of both like two games in a row. Just, uh, so just couldn't get anything going because they were just kind of like sitting back and flogging things up. And uh, yeah, could be that kind of game. Yeah, sort of. Fun times. Yeah. Fun times ahead. But and well, Paul Moore will be back. For both actually the New York game and the Excellent. Colorado that should game. help. So that should very much help. Hopefully the whole thing about Vanny not playing any kind of defensive midfielder at all is just because he didn't actually have anyone that can do the role. Now that he does, maybe he'll actually do it. That would be really, really nice. Mm. Very... Hopefully Sheru will be back as well. Well, that's what I was thinking. But he didn't like he didn't practice on the weekend, but he's got a whole he's he won't bad. go to New York obviously. He's he was. That was interesting. When they got up to warm up, I was like, wait a second, I'm counting. He was announced, but he didn't. Dress, dress or, or do anything, or, or like do the training. Now he mm-hmm. had a little run pre-match alone on the pitch. Yeah, so he had a little, he had a little run. Oh, it was before we were allowed was here, in the really? stadium. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Oh, I have people. Oh, really? <laughs> That's impressive. Okay. Of course, we find out when Mark's on here. In case you're missing Mark, he's uh, off scouting lower divisions, living free and dying hard in the uh, in New England. Traitorous bastard. You closet musketarian. I guess what better place for a treacherous. Mm. Exactly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To be the 20 Walsh's tea terrorists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although Lee wins kind of in his head. That brought joy to your heart, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah. But I still say he's a captain. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike that terrible color. We actually had a good game. Well, the two games that should be should be able to get points, but I fear these two games will be more difficult than people think. So good luck, TFC, this week. We'll be back to talk about you some more next week. Mm. I say a win and a draw. Yeah, are we yeah. predicting? Yeah, we are predicting. 4-4, four, 0-0. Four, nil, nil. Four, 4 That's happened before. This How is a that? very lazy prediction. I'm just copying what happened the last time you played. It's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, what am I say? I'm gonna say two two in New York mm. and two one TFC mm. against Colorado. Plausible. Three one New York and uh, four TFC. Oh. Okay. TFC three New York one and a one all mm. against Colorado. Yeah. Yours the the, the the draws against Colorado are probably more plausible than my win. Either way, those are our predictions. No, I think it's it's plausible that we beat Colorado. I mean, Runs to the bookies now. A, it's not a guaranteed thing. <laughs> Lace your bets. Yes. Lace your bets. Okay, well, that is our show for this week. Come back next week when we do talk about the New York CFC game and the Colorado game and look ahead to the next game, which I know currently is a play. Philadelphia? Is it Chicago? One of the two. Chicago. Chicago's oh, next. Okay. That's right. Oh, it's going to be deep fish night. Yes. I'm not going to be here. You're going to have to order pizza without me. Mm. I'll leave you some money. Deep dish, deep dish, deep dish, deep dish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you seen the little Caesar's one with the bacon wrapped around it? Tell me. That looks horrible. Horribly awesome. That looks horrible. <laughs> so again, we'll be back to talk about Colorado, New York City FC, look ahead to Chicago, and who knows what else. I'm sure many other things will crop up over the next week. Uh, Not refugees, though. No, get out because we don't welcome them. No, TFC will start the embargo (laughs) right now, single-handedly. Yes, as Robin Fraser is being sent over. They're going to use disapproved banners to line the harbor so they can't get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
some of those leftover, uh, you know, the, the band of allegiance to things. We'll use the bands yeah. of allegiance to tie everything together. Sure, sure. yeah, nets. yeah. That'll yes, work out really yes, well. Yeah. And nook shooks, you know, just stack up like a wall. All for I have been joined by these two malarkey maestros, Mad Bull, Duncan Fletcher at Duncan B. Fletcher on the Twitter. Hello. Maestro Tony Walsh at Malarkey FC on the interwebs. Oh, jobs. <laughs> I'm still your host, Kristen Knowles at Katie Knowles on the internet. As always, Toronto. Until next week, get used to it. The whole internet. Yes. The entire internet. Yes. We have established this. <laughs> Even porkchops.com. Yep. <laughs> Channel mm-hmm. 5 Belize. Yep. It's oh, there. yeah, you know it. You better yeah. believe it. I need to keep the answer though. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm. <laughs> mm. Skip it, you guys? No. I'm just saying. What? Our answers are not important. It's the people. <laughs> <laughs> we do this for them. You can't give up soft goals. More Shakespearean. <laughs> you get a lot soft goals. The first rule of Sparks Club, you can't give up soft goals. Second rule of Sparks Club, can't give up soft goals. Who knows? We will see. Alright. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Make the magic. Yes. What's your answer, Christmas? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, Mark's not here to feed it to you, so therefore you get nothing. Yes, <laughs> I mean, apart from us. Yeah, I think that's clearly got to be TFC, isn't it? Seattle. Yeah. They would be the one to tempt. They could tempt. Who knows? What if Siggy? What if Siggy? Yeah, it's a lag away. Uh, yeah. Lag away connection. TFC. Siggy's days maybe. Oh, no, no, he's back. He's back in practice. He's back. He is. Well, I heard. This is exciting stuff you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, uh, we I are love watching player. your minds at work. Mm. So yeah. we skip ours and just go to the winner. But I'm sure you have one that you wanted. Mine's not overly exciting, but I have one. Tradition dictates we come up with something. Yes. All right, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> this is going to be top notch. <laughs> I'm excited already. Could it not be stuffed with like with something bacon. as well as having bacon wrapped around it? I feel like they're being lazy here. Pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> There's enough space. 
a layer of your regular size pizza, mm -hmm. pork chops underneath. And another layer of pizza on the top? Yes. And that's your deep dish? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. so, and unlike that smoked meat taco which is delicious. abomination, <laughs> this architecturally sound. There is nothing mm. wrong with the architecture of the smoked meat taco. As long as you have a firm lower pizza slice to hold the girth of the pork chop. Mm. I feel like that's just probably going to be a relatively short one. And fairly easy to edit. Quite possibly. <laughs> huh? That's sort of what we're going for. We can um, do it. I just feel like it's an all your fault sign over here. Looking at you, empty chair. <laughs>